This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. I want to talk today about decorum, manners, and etiquette. But I'm going to take you on a little bit of a journey to get there. All right. So on my radio show on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126, where talk empowers and becomes action now, that slogan was done on purpose because I want people, to, when they tune in, to know that they're going to be empowered except on Friday on my show. But Urban View as a whole, you're going to get empowered, inspired, and motivated. Why? Because that's what radio and all kinds of media should be about. Information information, education, entertainment, but the entertainment should also be the teaspoon of sugar to help the medicine go down. That's how I program my show. Okay, so uh, we were talking about Ari Lennox, the young songstress who was compared to a Rottweiler. So I'm gonna tell you the exact thing that happened. So on online, some gentleman, I'm putting up air quotes around gentlemen, decided to uh, say this. This is what he literally wrote on social media. He said, Ari Lennox and Tiana Taylor, Tiana Taylor, who's another songstress, actress, married to Imam Shumpert. She, he said, they have the ability to have dangerously high sex appeal while simultaneously looking like Rottweilers. That always amazes me. This is what he wrote online. So Ari, Ari Lennox saw that, because I guess that went viral, of course. You know, people spread that, and then there were all these memes and jokes and things and, and split screens with the dog next to the woman or the women. She saw that, and then she wrote, she said, people hate blackness so bad. Moms and dads, please love your beautiful black children. Tell them they're beautiful constantly. Tell them black people are beautiful. Tell them black features are beautiful. And then she did a video, which is what we responded to, Laree, Daniel Favors, and I, on my radio show, Afro State of Mind. You can follow her everywhere. We were talking about the hurtful way in which black folks in particular have been indoctrinated into this whole mindset of self-hatred and we perpetuate that and then we have fun with it and we laugh about it and we are literally destroying ourselves from the inside out. Now that's one conversation, but I want to take it to something different because even before we get to the anti-blackness, which is inherently part of the fabric of what it means to be on this earth, unfortunately, in too many cultures, there's just a level of decorum that is missing. Like, who goes on social media and refers to another human being as a Rottweiler? Like, what was the motivation for this guy? You know, I'm thinking, like, you're sitting there. Okay, if you don't find these women beautiful, that's your prerogative. Why do you have to go to social media and disparage and denigrate them publicly because you personally don't find them attractive? That's, that's fine. Listen, we all have different likes and dislikes. We don't have to publicly say this person's ugly because we don't think that they're, they're good looking. Hell, I mean, the, the most beautiful man in the world, is it Idris Elba this, this time around? I don't know. At some point in time has been um, George Clooney. I don't think he's handsome. That's my opinion. I don't think, I don't like the way he looks, but I'm not gonna go out and call a man ugly and say he, you know, compare him to some animal, farm animal. Why would I do that? This is my opinion, okay? People Magazine, they, they say so-and-so is the most beautiful, whatever. That's their opinion. The kinds of digs that Serena Williams used to receive and still does in some circles because of how she physically looks is ridiculous. Here's the thing. If you don't like something, don't like it. But 
to have the cowardly, and I'm going to say it's cowardice, to have the cowardice to go on a social media platform and destroy somebody else because of how they physically look. Because here's the thing. No one acts to come out of the womb looking the way they do. We don't get to check boxes before we go into our mother's womb to say, listen, I want to look like this. I want to make sure my nose is this. I want to make sure my lips look like this. I want this texture of hair. I want this complexion. No, you don't get to do that. So how you come out into the world, can you control it? I always, you know, I play the dozens um, in my spare time. Not as much anymore because I've grown up. This part of, byproduct of maturity is that there's some things you just leave behind. But in my youth, I, I would get off sometimes on the quick, you know, clever turn of phrase, the insult that, you know, that comes that you snatch out of the universe that can literally destroy someone. I was very good at that. And I'm not bragging about it. I'm just saying, like, I, I built that up because here's the truth. I was a kid that wore a size nine shoe when she was nine. I was five foot ten in the sixth grade, right? Five foot ten, 200 plus pounds. So I had to build in defense to make sure nobody teased me. And one of my defensive methods was to make sure that I verbally destroyed you before you could even think about something to say to me. Because my mother told me, as a little girl, you're too damn big to put your hands on people. So you cannot, she, she forbade me from hitting anyone. So if you popped off at me, I had to be able to do something other than put my hands on you because she said, you're too big to hit a kid because kids your age are much smaller than you and you will go to jail. This is what my mother told me. So I had to form other ways of defense, but again, it was defense. It wasn't, it wasn't something that was um, uh, born out of anything positive, right? I was literally defending myself against the possibility of somebody making fun of me. And I got real good at it because I refused to be made fun of. Now, that's pain and trauma. And once you recognize that, the goal should be to heal, right? Not to double down on it, but nope, nope, that's not what we do. Okay, so um, I posted this video uh, as a clip of our conversation that I had with Laurie Daniel Favors, Afro State of Mind, on my radio show on SiriusXM. I posted it on my YouTube channel, which you can follow at Karen Hunter's show on YouTube. And first of all, not only did we get a lot of views, but like a couple of hundred comments in the first five out. I'm like 200 people commenting. So I had to click in because I, I tend to not look at the comments. And unlike Twitter, my, my Twitter space, which you can follow me at Karen Hunter, very sanitized because I block. If you call anyone out of, out of their name on my Twitter space, you get blocked. I don't allow for any uncivilized behavior on my Twitter space because it's very personal for me. Twitter is where I really communicate with the people who watch the show, who follow me in different places, and it's where we have honest conversations, right? So I want that space to be mature. I want it to be a safe space for people to come and know that they can come and talk and not be, you know, trolled. There's no, there's a no troll zone. But YouTube, I decided I'm not going to block and delete people. I'm going to sit and see what, I don't even go into the comments, but then sometimes I have to just to check and challenge people. But I said, man, this is the place where I can maybe teach people how to treat one another. Let me just tell you, it's a full-time job. If you're on YouTube, it's one of the most toxic places I've ever seen in my entire life. And I know why, because it's a breeding ground for cowards. It's a breeding ground for immaturity. A lot of people on there who have the mentality of a fifth grader and y'all need to grow the F up. If you're one of those people, if you're not, 
chew up the meat, spit out the bones, keep it moving. I don't need your comments. But you can reply to me on Twitter if you want to, at Karen Hunter. But don't call me out of my name because I will block you. Now, um, so I was going through the comments. I want to read some of the comments. Um, so some guy named What's It, W-A-T-Z-I-T, Tuya, T-O-O-Y-A, said people look like animals. Ari looks like a dog. She's not ugly. A cute dog. I mean, some people that look like animals are ugly. Some aren't. She's one of the lucky ones. If he meant it maliciously, then I understand. But she do look like a puppy. 2020, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Sit with that for a second. So I have to ask myself, what motivated this person to come on this video and leave this comment? Even if you think Ari Lennox looks like a dog, why do you have to sit there and, and why do you have to type that up? Why do you have to tell her she's lucky? She's lucky. That's your opinion. However she looks. Some people can look at her and think she's gorgeous. Some people may not. That's not the problem. You're not dating her. Why do you care? Why do you care? Why do you have to say she looks like a puppy? I don't understand that. I'm confused by the motivation of people because I'm not wired that way. Another comment from a guy, uh, J.A., who uh, said, Brothers, would it be possible for us to stop? Let's make a 2020 challenge. When you see a sister, give her a smile. As black men, we should be a safe haven for our sisters, regardless of what anyone else decides to call them. So people replied to him. Some person called the immortal one said, brothers, our sisters have been extremely disrespectful to black men for decades. And a mere comment has basically destroyed the black woman's so-called strength. Goes to show how delusional they are. It's sad and disgusting. Wow. That's his response to a man saying, would it be possible for, possible for us to stop in 2020 disparaging black women? This guy's like, well, they, you know. So again, maturity, maturity, decorum, you know, just being a well-heeled individual would lead you to, A, not come on and respond to him if you disagree with him, because why, why show the world you're an asshole? I don't know. I think people want to do that, though. I think this is the age of assholes. Uh, but also, like, black women have been disrespectful to black men. So if you are a black man and you're a leader and you're that strong, then you overcome that. Because truth of the matter is, if you're that strong of a person, then you take the higher ground. That's what I was taught. All right. Another comment from a guy named Gregory Tice, T-Y-S-E. Actually, I compared Julia Roberts, a.k.a. Pretty Woman, to exactly like a horse's head, without a doubt. Four exclamation points. So he's proud that, so what he's saying is, so what? 
Ari Lennox, you know, was compared to Rottweiler because she said in her video, you know, white men don't do that to their own women, Hispanic men, whatever. But this guy who shows his picture too, black man with his picture there, says that he compares Julia Roberts to looking like a horse's head. Wow, what a guy, what a winning guy. You're a winner, not at all. Who does that? And then Buster Brown. This one is personal. Buster Brown, 21. Buster Brown, no, Buster Brown. All right, he said, not trying to be disrespectful in any shape, form, or fashion, but what is going on with Karen's top lip? Is it a cold sore or something? All right, so I'm going to let that just sit for a second. A uh, year and a half ago, I fell face first into a glass revolving door and busted my entire face. I had to take off of the radio for a couple of days, right? Because uh, my entire face was busted, both lips. Both lips, head, had a knot on my head. When it healed, I have keloid. I've gone to a couple of dermatologists and a plastic surgeon, two to be exact. Now, let me fast forward um, to September. Sirius XM came to me and they said, hey, um, we want to put cameras in your studio. The one great thing about doing radio and this podcast is that you get to sit behind a microphone and it's the theater of the mind. So I can come in, I could literally be in my pajamas right now, which I am, by the way, because it's a podcast. You don't know what I'm wearing. I could do anything. I could wear anything. I could have on a, a captain's hat and have a, you know, uh, a fake big nose and uh, mustache. I could do anything right now. No one knows physically what I'm doing because it's radio. It's podcasting. It's behind a microphone. So I made the decision to say yes to the cameras, but let me tell you, I, it was not an easy one. First, I'm thinking, huh, hair and makeup, wardrobe, you know, I may want to wear the same thing every day because I'm a very frugal person right now. I have a very, very distinct plan with my money, which we'll talk about, but I'm like, I'm not spending money on clothing. Clothing, hair and makeup, do I have to then hire somebody? Are y'all going to pay for hair and makeup? And they're like, no, and I'm like, is it worth it? And then I thought, I do a radio show that they're going to film. And I'm not stressing out about it because how I look is how I look. And I hope that the people who tune into my radio show are tuning in not to see what I look like, but to hear what is coming out of my mouth, to hear the wonderful guests that we have on, to hear the compelling interviews, to hear the topics, to be inspired, to be challenged. That's what my radio show, The Karen Hunter Show, is all about. That you can see me, that you can see me as an added bonus, but how I look is how I look. I, can't, I can control it, I guess, with extra makeup, but that's not real to me. So, so I, did, I did the lashes, um, which have fallen out. I'm looking now like Cynthia, the doll Cynthia from the Rugrats, and I don't really care because the truth of the matter is the people that love me, they love me. The people that don't, they don't. And I'm talking personal, my friends, the folks that are in my life, they don't care what I look like. So I can't really be bothered, but this doesn't bother me that this guy did this, but I'm, I'm thinking like, dude, A, if you think I have a cold sore and I have to come to work with a cold sore, I probably don't feel good about that. So you now pointing it out on a social platform probably could make me feel really bad about myself. May make me not wanna do the, the, the cameras in the studio. Because I did consider, damn, I got this thing on my lip. I, I can't hide it. 
but it's not bothering me. It's not oozing anything. It's not, it's not uh, contagious. It just looks crazy sometimes, right, depending on the angle. But there's nothing I can do about it. And even the surgery that I am going to have in a couple of weeks, it could come back because I keloid. I keloid everywhere. I keloid in places that I shouldn't keloid. I had chicken. I got keloids on my back from chicken pox from last year, which sucks. But that's the way my, I got black people's skin. It keeps healing. I can't explain that either. Neither can the doctors, and there's no cure for it. All right. So even getting the thing removed from my lip, it could come back bigger. That's the, that's the risk, by the way. But that he's not the only one. So I bring this up because there have been several comments about, what's that on your lip? Number one, you're never going to kiss me ever, because I don't deal with small, mental, midget-minded people like that. You won't be in my life. You won't be near me. If it is a cold sore, you can't get close enough to catch anything. So why do you care? Why do you care? Does it prevent you from hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth? Does it prevent you from getting the message of the video? Clearly it did, because the message of that video that Lorene and I participated in was about us doing better with one another us having the, uh, the wherewithal to treat people with the kind of dignity and respect that we'd like to see ourselves, right? So decorum and manners and all of those things, really, it's not about the other person, it's about us. What you put out in the universe, you get back. So I don't deserve that, but at the same time, I'm like scratching my head because I'm like, what motivates a person to sit behind a computer and watch a video and then say, not to be disrespectful, which you are, but what's going on with your top lip? Well, a smart person would say, clearly that's not something Karen would want on her face. Clearly she must know because she brushes her teeth every day and looks in the mirror and does her hair that that's there. So you're not pointing out anything it's like somebody that's been in a, in, a, in a fire. What's that burn? Yeah, it's a burn. <laughs> Hello, are you gonna pay to have it removed or fixed or whatever? Like, why point out something that clearly is painful to people? If someone has a knot on their head, clearly they know that there's a knot on their head. Do you have to point? Like, are we two-year-olds? No, we're not. So I want to end this podcast by, um, and, and truthfully, this is, this is something I'm, I'm working on this year. I'm going to probably work on this as a project. I have it on my, you know, I had to do 300 goals this year, which I think I talked about in a previous podcast. And I'm not up to uh, 100. I haven't gotten to 100 yet. But this is slow moving. <laughs> it's a process. You don't know how hard it is to put 300 goals when you're very goal oriented to begin with. And it's, it's like you really have to think about this is a, an exercise in thinking about your life more, more broadly. But one of my goals is to do a project or a book around manners. Um, Kanye actually did something a few years ago, please and thank you. Um, it was a very superficial project, um, but I thought it was useful in, in kind of introducing just very basic please, thank you, little simple things that we used to be raised with. I remember my mother, like, you know, you know, I couldn't ask for anything without saying please or thank you, or I would get chastised. Like, that was something that was very, you know, I couldn't, if my mother called me, I couldn't say what. That, that's an ass whooping right there. What? <laughs> no, yes. Yes, yes, ma'am. All right? You speak to your elders a certain kind of way. 
You, you speak when you're spoken to when you're in the presence of elders. Young people shouldn't just participate in conversations without being invited. Like there were just certain rules and codes of ethic that was, ethics that we don't adhere to anymore. Even something as basic, I was talking about this with Lamont King, you know, like holding the door open for a person. I was recently on a bus in, in, in Africa uh, on a shuttle bus and a man got up because there were several women on there. He got up and gave his seat. I have heard people, pregnant women on buses, for whom men do not get up and give their seat to them. But that used to be just basic. If I'm walking with a man on the street, damn it, he better be on the, on the street side of the curb. I don't know, it just is a pet peeve. Like, you cannot be in my life as a man <laughs> if you are not just mindful of those things because it's just those little things that says, I'm considering you, I see you, you better hold the door open for me. Yes, I'm quite capable of holding open my own door and pulling, open my, pulling out my own chair, but damn it, if you're with me, that's what I want. I demand that, or you can't be with me. And I think um, if you're a woman that doesn't care about those things, that's your business, but I think a man should at least offer. And those are the things that I wanna put forth in 2020. So I also wanna tell you that this is not the first, second, third, or fourth time that we've uh, gone down this road of manners. This used to be a whole kind of movement Finishing schools were, were a thing, you know, um, and I think that we should probably bring that back. Uh, finishing schools and advice columns. So um, back in the, in the 1800s, uh, Emily Post, well, she was born in the 1800s, but she used to, to write a, a column. She had whole books on, on how people should comport themselves, what, what manners, how to define manners. In 1978, a woman uh, named Virginia Shea, uh, known as Miss Manners, she actually, um, is that her name? Let me hold on. Actually, let me correct myself. A woman named Judith Martin, Judith Martin, uh, also known as Miss Manners, she had an advice column that appeared in more than 200 newspapers worldwide uh, starting in 1978. Uh, back in 1995, she was interviewed by a woman named Virginia Shea, and she was asked about, you know, why she did this, why she would do her column where readers, uh, she would write short essays and clarify different things and qualities about politeness. And she said, you can deny all you want that there is etiquette. And a lot of people do in everyday life, she said, but if you behave in a way that offends the people you're trying to deal with, they will stop dealing with you. There are plenty of people who say, we don't care about etiquette, but we can't stand the way so-and-so behaves and we don't want him around. Etiquette doesn't have the great sanctions that the law has, but the main sanction we do have is in not dealing with people and isolating them because their behavior is unbearable. Now here's the problem that we have in today's society. We tolerate and accept people who act like animals. We accept and vote for and elect people who have no decorum. And so we, we normalize it and we make it okay, but it's not okay. So we can do better, and I demand that we do. In 2020, I have zero tolerance as it relates to this kind of behavior, especially in my Twitter space. I'm debating on whether I should even leave the comments open in, in, um, in my YouTube or my YouTube channel and whether I should block people there as well. But I think somehow leaving them there and then shaming them, because that's what I do. I go in like, what motivated you to say that? Why would you say such a thing? And then you have to answer to yourself. You know, like, I think we should challenge people. Why would you say such a thing to someone? What, why do you, why are you so hurt? Like, who hurt you? 
Let's start asking the question of people who are so ugly and hurtful that they can use social media platforms like cowards and just try to destroy other people's mentality and other people's uh, lives. So I'm gonna leave you with that. And I wanna thank you for being a part of this journey. Follow me again on Twitter at Karen Hunter. Follow me on YouTube. Just subscribe to my channel at Karen Hunter Show and share this podcast with anyone that you think deserves to get this message. And I know y'all know some people. All right, till next time.